All right, let's jump on out. Payless Liquors Hotline. Will Carroll, our injury expert, at Injury Expert. Uh, if you want to follow him on Twitter, uh, Will, uh, number one, good morning. Number two, uh, quite the 20 minutes ago, you put quite the tease on Twitter. I mean, it's very professional. You, you wrote, Jonathan Taylor having surgery in L.A., uh, yet has a two- to three-week timeline, question mark. What do he and Aaron Rodgers have in common? And you said you were going to discuss with us. So let's start there and discuss yeah. that. What do they have in common? The, it's the brace that they're having. It's not exactly the similar, but it's developed by the same company, Arthrex, down in Florida. And yeah, you know, what we've seen is the ability to have this. It's basically it's called suture tape in one application, which will be for Taylor and his thumb. Uh, what Aaron Rodgers and Brock Bowers, the tight end from Georgia, had uh, uses tightrope, uh, which is basically just thicker. Uh, run of the material. So basically this really, really strong fibrous brace that they put in alongside repairing the ligament allows people to come back in almost literally half the time. Steve Shin, phenomenal doctor. You're right calling him the guy for hands. Yeah, he's done everybody who's had a hand injury. He really w- w- <clears throat> excuse me, was involved in developing this surgery, and his technique is what everyone else uh, has, has really taken up. So it's gone from being an 8- to 12-week injury to a 3- to 4-week injury. 2- wow. to 3 is a little aggressive. We saw Chris Paul come back in about four weeks. We saw Mike Trout come back. I was told he could have been back at three, but the Angels are always conservative, so he came back at four. This is something that's going to be interesting to watch, but we just saw Bowers come back from a tightrope surgery in his high ankle in 26 days. The average time for the NFL, I I don't have a good NCAA timeline for it, but the average time for a return in the NFL from that type of injury uh, is is eight weeks. He did it in 26 days. Hmm. That is fascinating. So are we looking at here, Will, this is more of a a ball security, um, you know, is the hand strong enough to handle playing running back in the NFL like that? You know, because I I think the common theme yesterday when people hear thumb injury and they hear that Jonathan Taylor played multiple quarters with it, they just automatically say, wrap it up, pad it up, play Yeah, uh, watch the tape. He's carrying it with his other hand. Uh, they were clearly running that direction, so it was on the outside. Um, you know, they, they ran a couple times to the the opposite side, and he cut back, I think, knowingly or subconsciously. So, yeah, it's completely about ball control. Uh, this injury happened because, man, when you're in those piles, when you get held up and they're trying to rip away the ball, they're punching the ball, Somebody must have, I'm sure not intentionally, but this is going to happen, just pulled his thumb back, and that ligament couldn't handle it and snapped. It's common. That's how it happened to Drew Brees, who had uh, the same exact surgery uh, I expect Taylor to have and came back quickly, uh, and he has to grip the ball to to throw it as well as control it. Uh, Taylor only has to be able to hold on to it. How do you view, um, I guess, you referenced ligaments there. This is more ligament and not bone? Yeah. Yeah, this is a sprain. Now, it, the bone can be involved. It's not uncommon for a, basically where the ligament attaches into the bone. There's the metacarpal phalangeal joint. Say that twice. Oh, uh, it, so what, a little piece of bone gets pulled out. It's called an avulsion fracture. That's not uncommon, and it doesn't take long to heal. And basically, they drill uh, the piece of ligament right back in there anyway. 
Will Carroll with us here. Will, we, we laughed earlier on the show. We love having you on, but we also hate having you on. You understand that, yeah, right? Reaper. Uh, yeah. yeah I get it. <laughs> you, you give us great stuff, but, you know, Anthony Richardson. An intelligent Grim yeah, Reaper. Yes. I mean, let's, uh, let's be fair. It needs to be said. You are an intelligent Grim Highly Reaper. But still a Grim Reaper, uh, nonetheless. <laughs> Will Carroll with us here on the Payless Liquors Hotline. Uh, so you think two to th- two, two weeks, definitely, but two to three weeks, uh, a little aggressive. You think more of four weeks? I mean, there's no way to know, but what do you think? Yeah, you know, I keep going back to Mike Trout and Chris Paul. That was a couple of years ago. We've gotten more aggressive with the rehab. We understand it better, and we're just willing to go a little bit quicker. I was comparing it to Aaron Rodgers because Rodgers had the tightrope uh, in his Achilles. He's using very, very aggressive, very scientific, uh, odd for him, uh, rehab techniques. He's using blood flow restriction. He's using this thing called a Neuro20 smart suit that, like, you guys have all seen electrical stimulation that they'll put on muscles after a muscle strain. This actually stimulates muscles in a what is called a scientific dynamic matrix. So if you take a step or you're making one activity, it, like, fires muscles on the other side. I don't fully understand it but I think it's cool. Uh, you know, so Rogers is doing all these things and being very aggressive and is willing to take a risk. The thing I'm curious about with Taylor is how much do you risk on it? I know they're in playoff position, but if Zach Moss is playing as well, do you give him that extra week? How much risk is there? Well, he could tear it again. So you go and do the same surgery again, and he's ready for the next season. So how much pain is Taylor willing to take on the downside? What will, um, and again, Will Carroll, the injury expert, uh, under the knife on Substack. That's where you can find his work. Uh, he's with us here on the Payless Slickers Hotline. What will tell the Colts that Taylor is good to go? Is it simply, hey, man, can you withstand catching passes, handling some contact? Is there like, okay, we have to look at an x-ray, and that indicates, you know, the ligament is 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 good? What, what, what will kind of be the evidence that say, all right, he can be back in the lineup? I can remember a couple of years ago at a conference talking to Steve Shin about this kind of operation uh, and how much it was going to advance things. And I think he was even conservative on it. But I said, what's really the test for this? Is it grip? Is it you know, being able to have the same grip strength as the other side? He goes, no, nah, it's just a handshake usually. <laughs> Gosh. Just a handshake. Just a firm presidential handshake. And I, then, I like that. And then, who, who has Dr. Shin worked on besides? I don't know if I want to be the person shaking Jonathan Taylor's <laughs> hand. To, to, to ju- that sounds like a lot of responsibility. Yeah, who does that? It has to be Ballard or Steichen, I would well, imagine. Steichen has did to do that. Have to hold Ursay's hand in the locker room. I, I'm <laughs> thinking it'll be the team doctor. But, you know, the Colts have had better uh, results. Uh, again, it, Mike, the ones uh, I go to are Mike Trout and Chris Paul because they're the best known. Drew Brees also... Uh, so those are the kind of, kind of things we've seen. But remember, we've seen leaps and bounds advances in the last two years. So using things from 2019, like Breeze, mm. aren't the best comparison because we've made so many advances right. since then. Will Carroll with us. All right, Will, I'm doing this. This has nothing to do with Jonathan Taylor, but I'm just interested. I think Aaron Rodgers... I think they did all this BS to try to get the Jets to not implode. What the hell do you think is going on with Aaron Rodgers, who pretty much yesterday backed off playing? What do you think What do you think happened here over the last few weeks? I just want your opinion on it. I mean, did he tear his Achilles? Did he not? What's going on there? It's ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah he, de- he definitely tore it. Uh, you know, Neil Elitrosh, uh, who worked with Steve Chin, uh, so, so, you know, one was in one uh, operating room, one was in the other. Um it's one of those situations where 
again, because of the advances we've seen, if you told me Brock Bowers was going to come back in 30 days, right. six weeks from this, I would be like, wow, that's kind of aggressive. 26 days and playing high level in a game, he looks great. Uh, Rodgers had a surgery, again, that's relatively new, the advances, and he was willing. Look, if you or I have a surgery, then we go to PT, what, two, three times a week? This guy's doing it basically eight, ten hours a day. Uh, again, he's using really advanced techniques like blood flow restriction uh, that allow people to do things much quicker. Uh, you get strength gains like double the rate. So I still haven't seen him do things. We've, saw, we've seen him walk out on the field. We've seen him throwing. But we haven't seen something that actually stresses the, uh, the, the, the Achilles itself. Uh, I tweeted at Pat McAfee the other day. I was like, just to have Aaron Rodgers jump once. If we could see that, we'd know how well he was doing. Um, but did he tear his Achilles? Absolutely. Are we going to see other people on this same timeline? Absolutely. Again, there's not a ton of downside for him. I just don't understand why he would want to do it with that line. Uh, you know, I'm not so much worried about his Achilles. He's basically got a big piece of Kevlar holding it together. I'm worried about his head and his neck and his you know, ribs and everything else behind that line. Hmm. All right, well, last one, and going back to the Colts, Anthony Richardson now a little over a month removed from his shoulder surgery, as you <laughs> mentioned, in L.A., Neil Elitraj yeah. doing it. Uh, he has now left L.A., began his rehab there. We saw him on the sidelines Sunday. You know, a, a pretty mm-hmm. big sling still on that right arm, right shoulder area. What does, you know, whatever, four to six weeks post-surgery look like for Richardson rehab-wise, and what is upcoming for him? It's, it's not going to be a short one, but again, this is the same sort of technique. You know, Elitrash used uh, two brand-new, yeah, not brand-new techniques, uh, but you know, 10 years ago, this would have been a career-ender for him. You could not repair a severe AC and CC sprain like this. Uh, but now, again, using tightrope, they were able to put it together. They used a, a screw called a dog bone, uh, again, same company, Arthrex, that developed it. And they put his shoulder back together. And then he spent four weeks. And this is the part that doesn't get talked about a lot. Um, that, you know, Neil Elitrash does amazing surgery. Stephen Chin does an amazing surgery. Uh, both uh, of them are likely to see Heather Milligan, who is one of the top PTs in the country and works with most of Neil Elitrash's patients. So the work she did in those first couple weeks uh, are absolutely amazing. And people probably know Heather better because one of his patients, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, they've been dating for like 10 years. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's a nice little tidbit. How about that? <laughs> that no sounds idea. very Hollywood-like. It does. Will. How about that? That's great. Stuff. Uh, uh, Will, cannot Appreciate thank it, enough. Man. Again, uh, it, very intelligent, grim reaper. That's what we're going to describe Will Carroll as <laughs> moving forward. It's at the injury expert on Twitter. And again, under the knife over on Substack. Will, thank you, man. Thanks a lot, guys. Will Carroll, Payless Slickers Hotline. Darling, work on my shoulder. <laughs> very good, oh, Mark Dyson. I thought that was great stuff. That was really insightful. Great. No, you always learn something. I mean, no, him I... and Steven Chin, uh, the doctor reportedly performing the surgery on Taylor, clearly had some sort of interaction here. Um, so that is interesting to hear about the timeline. And, you know, when you hear the two to three weeks and Will thinking that's a little bit – and, again, to be accurate with the Ursay quote to James Boyd, I believe the word hope was in there. Hope was there, We right. hope it is two to three weeks. That's why the injured reserve, which would be at least four weeks – 
has not been ruled out. Now, again, I don't think the Colts are in a situation where they desperately need the roster spot so much that they should place Taylor on injured reserve. But I guess now the question becomes this, Andy. How does the timetable of Chris Paul, Drew Brees, Mike Trout, how does that relate to an NFL running back? You know, Steph Curry and Chris Paul, they use that right hand and right thumb. You could make the argument they might use it more in a sporting event than Taylor, but obviously Taylor uses it in a much more of a violent manner. Yeah, they don't have as, they don't have as much contact. You know, they're not with stiff it. arming and guys are, you know, trying to get the ball out and, you know, do you only carry it in your left hand? So uh, it's very interesting to watch, you know, it doesn't seem like and maybe we do, but it doesn't seem like we have an obvious kind of NFL comp at running back. Whereas in Trout and Breeze and Curry and Paul, you know, those are guys that obviously need their hands performing at a very high level, but different sports. It's just frustrating. I mean, that's what I go back to. It's just frustrating. You know, oh, I mean, JT's on the side of the building. You're, he's play, He's starting to play the best football he's played. And you have a three-game winning streak. And I mean, we walked in here Monday. It's as good of a Colts. I mean, the Colts. a Colts fan has felt it's been how many years? Since they felt the way they felt on Monday after the Tampa Bay game, right? Yeah, I, I still think you got some of that in December 2021. Now, yeah, it, that's it, probably it, right. 2021, yeah. It quickly evaporated, but you know, that, but you that, had that excitement going into the final couple weeks of the season. Yeah. And, and this is different and, excitement. I don't think this is necessarily like you know you're going to get in the dance and make noise. It's that last year was such an utter embarrassment. Thank the Lord it's not there, and now the optimism moving forward is there, and the light at the end of the tunnel is there. And Shane Steichen, as the future head coach, you feel very good about. Obviously, Anthony Richardson, as long as everything checks in the health department, you feel good about that as well. Uh, But, you know, I I still think, like, Taylor is a, it is a notable loss, but I still think, you know, beating Tennessee and Nashville is very doable. Mm -hmm. You know, beating Cincinnati at home is very doable. I mean, I'm trying to decide, I'm trying to decide how it's affecting the next, like, I, I have Taylor missing three games. Is that unfair, at least? I mean, come on. Sure, Th- yeah, three just, games, just I mean, he's, three, he's yeah. having surgery this week, so essentially be like two and a half weeks from surgery is what I have him missing, and I have no idea. Maybe he's back in a couple games. Maybe it's longer. Maybe they lose some games here, and they're like, you know what? We're going to put him on the shelf, that sort of thing. I, I, I don't know what the outcome is going to be here, but I'm trying to figure out, you know, they need to win four more games, right? Like, we agree with that. They need to get to 10 wins. They need to be 4-2 and two in the final six games. And Jonathan Taylor goes a long way in, uh, in lengthening your margin for error against some not-so-good teams. And Tennessee and the Bengals, with their injuries, T. Higgins, Joe Burrow, and others, you know, they have defensive injuries as well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor helps you beat those teams, and he just... Taylor just means more to the Colts because, A, he's a great player. It's not only that. You mentioned in our number one, the next-gen stats, how many more yards he gets um, basically like after contact or yards that aren't even blocked for him. But it's just the fact that they have that they have a lack of weapons, right? That they aren't flush with all these weapons that some other teams have. That makes him even more valuable. It's one reason they gave him the three-year deal. So it's just frustrating. That's what it is. If you're a Colts fan, it's just frustrating. You hope it's two. Th- uh, you hope it's two weeks. I kind of think it's going to be three. Yeah, and I will add this. We mentioned it earlier in the show. If you look at the remaining schedule and the importance of these three games. Um, 
basically playoff odds can fluctuate, obviously, with a win or loss week in and week out. The most important game the rest of the season is the season finale right now. If you look at the analytics site, uh, it's a 39% difference of making the playoffs versus missing the playoffs, whether you beat Houston in the final game of the season or you lose them. That's the biggest game one way or the other, shifting-wise, the rest of the year. Two, three, and four on that list, Andy, are the next three weeks. Mm -hmm, Right. Uh, Tennessee's at 29%. Cincinnati's also at 29%. And then Pittsburgh, which is the third game of this three-week span, that's at 36%. So when you view some of these games, like the Falcons game on Christmas Eve, that's at 19% because it's an NFC game. It doesn't have as much meaning. Still, obviously, meaningful, but not as much. So... Uh, that is something um, to mention as well. Uh, and by the way, one more game for Grover Stewart. I know some people have asked that. He is out again this Sunday. All right, we'll continue this conversation. Talk some Pacers coming up in the 9 o'clock hour.